Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And we start again. It's the get right on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula. Sitting alongside me, three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got What's, you down, Reg? What's up? What's up? Chris Strong on the ones and twos for us. And I guess I need to introduce this young man. His name is Blake Elliott, and he is the fan phenom winner. He's hanging out with us on this, actually, all week. All Blake, week, baby. Blake Elliott Hopefully was happening. tired of me. Uh, yeah, hey. first day. Um, had my mic off when we tried to talk earlier, but the mic is hot. We're live, and I got some some fiery takes ready to get into. So, Oh, fiery takes. Okay, oh, that's yeah. what you got to look forward to uh, as we take you to 11 p.m. on this Victory Monday for your Dallas Cowboys. Of course, we'll, we'll talk plenty of Cowboys tonight. We'll also get into some Mavericks here in about 20 minutes um, as they have started 8-2 this yeah. year. Started fiery hot. So, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth, big-time uh, city and area of – Championship level play. Let me tell you something. I think the Texas Rangers win the World Series rubbed off on everybody. Mm-hmm. Cowboys started to win again after San Francisco. Rangers, of course, that World Series. Stars looking good. The Mavericks looking good. FC Dallas was looking good. I'm just saying. Up, up until they lost in the first it's, round. It's, but it's, you know, neither here nor there. They, were in, they were in the playoffs. They, they were in the playoffs. Yeah. That's right. Um, you can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line 877 881 1053. You know, we love having you involved with the program. Uh, but we begin with your Dallas Cowboys as they get a victory, a huge victory uh, against the lowly um, New York Giants. And so we'll do a staple of a victory Monday and we'll talk about who hooped in this contest. Gentlemen, uh, feel free to jump in with the various folks that you want to talk about. But I want to begin with this gentleman. Cut number one, if you could, Chris Strong, because it felt like it was very obvious that this was the man who hooped at the highest level of hooping in this contest. Here they come. Prescott looks over the middle and hits. Lamb one-handed catch at the 40. There's a flag in the secondary at the 45 of New York. And it does look like a penalty against the defense. And that was only the first instance of C.D. Lamb. It was only the beginning of him beginning to hoop in this contest. A one-handed grab as he toasted the defender. uh, Went on to have just an incredible night. uh, Over 150 yards. Let me get you the exact total because we like to be uh, particular. 11 receptions, 151 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, C.D. Lamb hooped in a way that was fantastic in this game. And it continues the string of hooping that he had. Uh, over the last few games. How about historically hooping? The man made NFL history. Jerry Rice didn't even do this. Michael Irvin didn't do this. 
The greatest receivers of all time have never done this before. But CeeDee Lamb became the first player in NFL history to have three consecutive games of 10 catches, yep. 150 yards plus. The first guy in history to do that, which means the man's on fire. And it's his fourth career game of that sort, the 10-plus catches, 150-plus yeah. yards. And that is now a Dallas Cowboys record, passing mm-hmm. one. Michael Irvin, have you heard of this gentleman? Yeah, yeah. Playmaker. Yeah, yeah, They were yeah. the same number, 88. That's right. 88, he, breaking 88. He's living into that legacy, CeeDee Lamb. This dude has been – we talked about it last year. It felt like towards the end of the season, he definitely had solidified himself as a number one wide receiver, but it felt like some folks had not come along I love to that, that realization. That. I love that you say right? that. No one had re- – and it seems like now there's no one that can deny this dude is one of the one of the elites in this league right now. I think that was a topic kind of that was popular in the last – beginning of the season couple of the months is cd lamb a tier one receiver play uh people love doing tiers and a lot of people left cd lamb off that tier one they had the likes of a justin jefferson Mm -hmm. a cooper cup a jamar chase a stefan diggs which i all agree on but if you have your eyes open and you've been watching nfl football in the last couple weeks i don't know how you do not put cd lamb in your top three i mean i'd put him along the likes of a tyreek and aj you know some other guys hurt but I just think that's the guy you have to have in there in your tier one right now. You know what it was? I think people were stereotyping him saying he wasn't a dominant X when he came in because Amari was already the dominant X. And they're like, no, he's not really a, a dominant X. And he plays so many positions. Well, yeah, that's an asset he's got where you can line him up anywhere and he knows all five of the route tree. Mm-hmm. And then they were holding that against him. Well, he's saying y'all better recognize. I think we're seeing our true potential most recently with, like you said, using them all over the field, using them in the backfield, screens, jet sweep, tornadoes, play action, whatever it be, not just having them line up in a slot and run around. So seeing true CD88 right now. Yeah, man, and and it's been a couple of years of we know that he can play any position, right? The the coaching staffs have talked about the idea of Mm -hmm. him playing outside but then also playing in the slot. I think the thing that changed the level of difficulty on this, for lack of a better term, is – the inevitability of it all. It feels like you get him on the field and he starts running around. You're like, the ball is going to him. The defenses know it, and he's going to get the ball. And I think that's those are the things that you know differentiate between the elite receivers in this league is when it's like, oh, you can guard him, but you're not guarding him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they've been trying to slow him down, but you still can't stop him. And to show you how versatile he was yesterday, this man ran in a touchdown. People forget about that. He ran the ball in for a touchdown. And like, oh yeah, that's right. He did that too. That's because he's CD Lamb. You know and who we gotta give their flowers? Hey, who's that? Brandon Cooks. Oh yeah. Oh, you gotta say right. You gotta say right. The arrow. Brandon Cooks did what? Hoop. Hoop. That's right. We Hoop. tossed him over. Hoop. Don't get right on 105 through the fan. Brandon Cooks was Hoop. hooping. I mean, he came out of nowhere. I mean, the last couple of weeks he's been a little quiet. Um, he had his weeks where he get two, three catches going there. And I think that's been the popular thing around the fans. We brought this guy in. We didn't go get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins or another free agent. And we brought in Brandon Cooks, very underrated, 1,000-yard receiver, but kind of has been flying under the radar this year. And then just exploded last week. What was it? Nine catches, 173, and a touchdown. So if that's not hooping, I don't know what is. Let me tell you something. That 173 was more than the more than the yards he did combined that, up to that point, up to that point, he down 163, 165 yards, period. Missed the game because of a hamstring or something. But the bottom line was he's been a pro the whole way. He hadn't get, been getting his touches. He hadn't been, you know, uh, Broadus was saying, well, I think it's just pure bad luck. It's not like Dak's not looking for him. It's not like he's running wrong routes. 
and he has kept his head level. He hadn't been pouting. He wasn't saying, well, you know, I'm due. I talked to him on the player profile, and he was just solid as he could be. And guess what? He broke out. He did his thing. And guess what? It wasn't even at the expense of C.D. Lamb. Mm-mm. C.D. still got hit. He still got to eat, too. And even Michael Gallup got a touchdown, a 41-yard touchdown catch. So, again, Dak Prescott set the table for all of his receivers, and everybody got some, even Jake Ferguson, the tight end. <laughs> yeah, and I, you said he was Brandon Cooks was flying under the radar, and I feel like that's a mischaracterization of what's happening. It felt like he was not being involved. It no. wasn't like he was doing things and people just weren't appreciating it. It felt like he was not being involved. And one of the things about Brandon Cooks is that he stated that he was just going to trust the process and go with the flow. And up to this point, in the games prior to this this game for the Cowboys against the Giants, Brandon Cooks had 165 yards receiving total over all of those games. He had 173 in this one, and 49 of them came on this play right here. Two receivers on each side. The ones on the right are in a stack. Tight end also on the left. Prescott on second down and goal. Back. So he's got all day. Left side of the end zone. Brandon Cooks. Touchdown. Third of the year for Brandon Cooks. And within that, I, I guess let's not stop or let's stop skating around the obvious. Dak Prescott hooped hoop, in this hoop. contest. And it's continuing a run of play where this man has been in fuego, right? Like this has been a fantastic uh, amount of play from Dak Prescott, uh, 404 yards on 26-35, four touchdowns, one interception that happened early on in the game, and it wasn't a good one. It was it was one of those ugly interceptions where you right, go, what, what were the, you looking yeah, at? What were you thinking, and man? after that, he passed. He put that thing in the rear view. Now, of course, th- this New York Giants team is not fantastic, but you could see the way that he was playing, the ways he was standing in the pocket, the ways that in, even in scramble drill type situations, he's finding, and finding CeeDee Lamb in particular is one of the mm-hmm. things that I found uh, interesting because in the past couple of games you've seen him put incredible dots on CD Lamb while using his legs to escape and then the big thing for me is just he was seemed to establish a similar relationship or something that felt similar in the course of this game with Brandon Cooks Dak Prescott playing at this level I mean this is where start, people start talking about him and the, the idea of a MVP conversation mm-hmm. and now if he was playing in this like this last month stretch over the course of the season 100%. But this level, this is MVP level play. I, I think the biggest um, attribution we can give has just been the play calling and Dak being comfortable with it. I mean, McCarthy and Dak finally seem like they're on one accord. All the play calls don't seem like they're being questioned, whether it's a run play, uh, play action. And I don't know if you noticed, but my favorite thing has been watching the Cowboys, seeing CeeDee Lamb in man coverage and Dak three-step drop lets the ball out. He's not thinking. 88's out there. Yep. Straight up, he's better than them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw him the ball. I don't care if you know the ball's going here. Jump ball, post, slant. Doesn't matter. The ball's going to 88. And if you want to double cover him, oh, wait, Jake Ferguson's open. Oh, wait, Cooks is open. So just overall, minus the run game. The way that the pass game is flowing right now, I mean, looking like Miami. They're looking like they need to look. And you mentioned it earlier. He seems like he's not even thinking, just playing. He said he's never been more comfortable in his life. And we're not, this is not even a shade of Kellen Moore because Kellen Moore is his guy. Mm-hmm. It's, he's 30 years old. He's yeah. been in the league seven years. Here's Mike McCarthy putting in plays that are even more Dak friendly, but he also knows what he can do. He's talking about the time and the preparation. You mentioned the four touchdown passes. This dude even ran a touchdown pass in. I mean, touchdown in. Just like I was talking about, uh, C.D. Lamb ran one in. Dak ran one in, too, and it was like a, was an 18-yard run. Mm-hmm. All I got to say is Dak Prescott is using his feet and is not just – 
you know, overthinking anything. He's not he's not being overly concerned about what the secondary is doing and where people are, what they need to do. I think he loves the way the team is built. No, he misses his boy Zeke to a degree, mm-hmm. but he likes the way they're rolling right mm-hmm. now. Now, in evidence of Dak Prescott's last four games, and this comes courtesy of a friend of the program, John Mishota, Prescott, over his last four games, 101 of 140 attempts, 1,354 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. How you like that interception percentage there? Passer rating of 125.1 and added in an extra 90 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. He's been fantastic. And for everybody that was really concerned about Dak Prescott Uh, turning the ball over last year. It feels like, obviously, there was a change in the offense a little bit, Mm -hmm. but myself, Kevin, on this program, we've been saying for a while, it felt like an overreaction. How about this? Dak Prescott's um, turnover-worthy play rate in the NFL this season, 1.7%. And if you do not understand that, let me just break it down for you. It's really good. It's really good. Not turning the ball over, and I think that you can see that through the course of this football season. We were saying it all last year, most of us, me, you, and Kevin, for sure. That was an outlier last year. Mm-hmm. Last year was an outlier. He is turnover adverse. As a rookie, he only had four picks. As a rookie, we're talking about that's why he kept his job and Tony Romo couldn't get it back. He not only galvanized the team, but he was not making mistakes. With that being said, what you're watching right now is Dak Prescott at his best. He's comfortable out there. He's using his legs because that's another thing. It was like, oh, he's not, he hadn't used his legs since that, that ankle injury. Well, guess what? Uh, Feast ain't failed him now. And I, I like the way he's playing because this guy, as he goes, is how far the Cowboys are going to go. Now, people are going to say, well, San Francisco, he can't beat San Francisco. I'm going to tell you all something. Sean Shreve said it best this morning. That's the one obstacle in the way because you know he has no problems against Philadelphia. He had a nice game against Philadelphia. Last. He owns them traditionally. So if you're looking at this year's NFC, the only team that's an obstacle is San Francisco. And you can't say, well, other – did you know Aaron Rodgers can never beat the 49ers in the playoffs? Look it up. I'm just saying. I'm not giving you an excuse. I'm just saying stop picking on that one guy because one day, and it may not even be this year, he might even have to face them in the playoffs to get them where they need to go. And we'll get into our opportunity to nitpick this game at 9 p.m. Oh, yeah. on this program. But um, I feel like we would be remiss if we did not shout out this gentleman, cut number eight, Chris Strong, because he was hooping. Hooping. First and five, DeVito play action, back standing, going deep. Down the middle of the field from the rookie Hyatt. It's intercepted by Deron Bland at the 25-yard line. Tackled immediately. Rolling on His the fifth field interception, and Hyatt's shaken up. He's up slowly. First takeaway of the day for Dallas. And Deron Bland keeps this well, thing going. Five interceptions well. like you heard the voice of the Cowboys, Brad Sham, say there. This dude, I mean, honestly – it's incredible the way he slotted in in the stead of Trayvon Diggs, who we understand to be a ball hawk and who is, you know, integral to making this team a, uh, you know, one of those types of teams, particularly defensively, where you could possibly put in a nickname. I don't think that they're still at that particular level, except this dude is doing the thing, right? This is his second year, and he's still turning the football over in a way that was that's similar to the dude that he's replacing. I, I don't think you could have said it better. Ball hawk is the first word that comes to my mind. I mean... If I'm being completely frank, when I saw the news that Trayvon Diggs was out for the season, I was actually at Target, and I literally think I dropped to my knees. I was like, that's that's our season. That's a little, that's our, that's a little excessive, isn't oh, it? I mean, I, I know how important he is to our team and how well he's played and how much of a better corner he became, and I was just like, how are the Cowboys going to bounce back? 
and Deron Bland has filled those shoes plus more. I mean, if you look at the advanced analytics, he's top five in um, passer rating allowed. He's top top of the league in interceptions, deflections. I mean, he's doing all the right things you want as a corner. By the way, the pass rating allowed is quite literally the lowest pass rating <laughs> allowed, 32.8 when some. targeted amongst cornerbacks who have a minimum of 75 coverage snaps. I'll so, put it like this. This man has led the league in interceptions since last season. You yeah. follow me? Nobody's had more picks than him since last season. Nobody has three pick sixes. He has three this year. He's got more Cowboys touchdowns. Record. He's got more touchdowns than a lot of receivers. I mean, I could sit here and pull up stats of receivers well, that don't have three touchdowns. And, and you know, he told me back in the day he used to play a little receiver. I can in see high it. School. I can see and it. Him so and Diggs. just like Trayvon Diggs, he has that ball hawk mentality. It's like that's my ball. And what if I told you the Cowboys are going to add to that and then we'll have Trayvon Diggs back next year? I mean, well, team's already full of ball hawks. I mean, I just it's trending upwards at least for the defensive side of the ball, and they're young. They're young. It's not like any of these guys, when it comes to Diggs and Bland, are on their last year. So, Well, yeah. I mean, Gilly is, Gilly is up there as a veteran, but he's acquitted himself fairly sure. well. Early on in the year, it looked like th- there might be a little bit of a losing a step. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, yeah, again, nitpick, uh, victory Monday nitpick <laughs> coming at 9 p.m. But uh, he's, he's handled himself well, particularly while Trayvon Diggs is missing. And this is still a defense that you can't necessarily uh, have a good day against. And uh, all condolences to the DeVito family who traveled down to hey. Dallas for this contest. Yep. Uh, the young man was up against a, a tough uh, adversary there. Um, and obviously, it's not a very good Giants defense. We knew that this team was going to handle business, but to the tune of 49-17, to 17, I think still deserves a level of appreciation. I guess one more before we go is we've, we've taken a little long on the who hooped for this week. Um, I have to give some appreciation to the play caller, Mike McCarthy, on offense. Yes, it did that. feel mm-hmm. like schematically there were some things that were working pretty well. And, I, I mean, if we want to talk about it, we can even focus this in particularly to making sure that Brandon, Brandon Cooks got the ball. I saw it. What was it? Was it the first or the second very play? very first play. Where you get the ball yep. on an easy throw, right? Yep. So get your quarterback started. To Brandon Cooks, who very clearly needed that uh, needed that ball. It's I, I likened it to the uh, the squeaky wheel game where mm-hmm. a squeaky wheel gets the grease. Uh, like but, CD couple weeks ago yeah exactly except Brandon Cooks has not been squeaky but still the premise remains they got the ball to that man to try and get him going and then you get a game to the tune of 173 I thought that was a fantastic showing from the quarterback or from the head coach hooping come on and that's how we do it that's how we do who hooped right here on the get right on 105.3 the fan coming up next uh we talk about your eight and two Dallas Mavericks they're started off the season well but are you buying into the Mavs as a top four team in the Mm. west we'll talk about it next on the get right on 105 through the fan we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Are you starting to buy the hype of the Mavs as a top four team in the West? It's the get right on your Home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105 through the fan. Reginald Datatula, Chris Arnold gotcha sitting down. there with me, along with Blake Elliott, our yeah, fan female. Yes, sir. Chris Strong on the ones and twos. Appreciate you, sir. You can always get involved with the program by texting in to the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. Again, that number is 877-881-1053. Of course, it's a Monday night here with you, and Monday night football has been kind of interesting as Josh Allen, actually, as I'm speaking, Finally gets the Buffalo Bills on the board with the touchdown to Dalton Kincaid. You remember that name from draft prep. Uh, that will take the score to 9-6 to six in favor of the Broncos. But, of course, that's still pending a point after touchdown. And it's been interesting. Uh, Josh Allen already in, with an interception in this game. Not really his fault off of the hands of Gab- Gabe Davis. But um, still, an interception nonetheless, which makes it six straight games with an interception for him, which is the longest mm-hmm. uh, streak, uh, the, the biggest amount of interceptions on the longest streak by a quarterback of the Bills since Ryan Fitzpatrick, I believe, in 2011. So I don't know if the, how many quarterbacks have had the opportunity to do such a thing in such a way, but uh, obviously still, it's been kind of a rough go of it for the uh, Bills offense thus far. Not a great stat, not a great person you want to be associated with when it comes to turning the ball over. Shots I mean, fired. I mean, Josh Allen, I mean, he's, like we said before the show started, you get the good and you get the bad when it comes to him. I mean, you're going to get a lot of touchdowns, a lot of crazy plays. But you're also going to get some boneheaded fumbles and interceptions. So, I mean, they're struggling to beat the three and five Broncos right now. So, if I'm a Bills Mafia right now, I'm not feeling great. Are they going to jump on some tables and break them down? And by the way, a lot of people always love a quarterback with insane arm talent. And because he's got insane arm talent, he will always find a job, even if it's not in Buffalo. He's not going anywhere, folks. But people always will have faith and love to project when you have a quarterback that's got insane arm talent like Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. Mm, question for you, C.A. Two or two. Would you, would you take Josh Allen over Dak right now? No. Mm. No. Mm. Again, you got to be able to do something with it. Don't get me wrong. That was a quick answer. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm looking what Dak's doing right now. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that score again is 9-6. to six. Actually, it looks like the Buffalo Bills are going to go for two. Uh, about three and a half minutes left in that game, and we'll keep you updated on everything that's happening. You want to know a, a quick subplot on that game? This is the first time the Bills have played the Broncos since DeSoto's own Von Miller has moved on to the Bills. First mm. time he's been up against his old team. Mm, didn't realize that. And, of course, the score is actually now now 9-8 to eight as the Bills com- convert that two-point conversion. But we're talking about a different uh, sport where you score two-pointers and three-pointers. Swish. Basketball and your Dallas Mavericks, who have started out really well. 8-2 uh, and two thus far. Currently sits them, I believe, second in the West mm-hmm. uh, on the standings. Second best record in the entire NBA. And so with that being the case, uh, it makes you want to ask, how real is this? Um, honestly, you look at the the record thus far, and that's a, it's a good one. And of course, you got to play the teams that are on your schedule. However, uh, people will point to the fact that this has been a pretty soft schedule. There's only uh, one win against a team over 500. And that brings me to this question, gentlemen. Um, 
are you buying into this team as being one of the top four seeds in the West? And not necessarily just saying uh, they're record-wise, but how good are they truly in this West that is looked at like a murderer's row? It seems like there are 14 to 15 teams in the Western Conference that are trying to win this year. Um, and with that being the case, that means that there's a lot of teams that are equipped and, and gunning for an opportunity at a few spots when it comes to the playoffs, and particularly with home field or home court rather advantage. You buying in, Blake? Um, I think Murderer's Row is a good way to put it as the Western Conference stands. Minus the Nuggets, I, I got the standings right here in front of me. I could, we don't have enough time for that, but I could go through every team and tell you a flaw that that team has. So I, I think that every team has a pro and con, but for the Mavs, I love what they did this offseason. What were their two biggest weaknesses? Defense, rebounding. Mm-hmm. Nico said in the post-game press conference, sitting there with them, asked them, what is it going to be addressed? Defense and rebounding. And for once in Dallas sports, an owner said something and it came to fruition. What does he go and do? He doesn't draft the the sexiest pick or the guard that can score 30 a night. He gets Derek Lively, who averaged under five points a game. Hey, newsflash, Mavs fans. We don't need another guy to score the ball. We got Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving that are very good at putting the ball in the bucket. We needed guys that could protect the rim, that could catch alley-oops, that could be help side defense. And what do we get? Derek Lively. And I got to add a great addition, Grant Williams, Derek mm-hmm. Jones Jr. being both great 3 and D guys. Both are actually shooting above their career highs when it comes to efficiency on the three-point line, two-pointers, cutting to the ball, being selfless. So I could go on and on about the Mavs CA. I mean, they, they, they've been a pleasant surprise this year. All right, the question is, are they a top-four team in the West? They have been all year. Until mm-hmm. they fall out, they're not. Mm-hmm. And again, the teams, like you mentioned, are murderers row. Phoenix Suns are 4-6 and six right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Clippers. The oh, old don't Clippers. get me started. Well, like I said, these these are all James Harden with the Clippers now. You got four future Hall of Famers all playing together. They're three and six right now. Mm-hmm. Okay? On four with Harden. I can go on and on. The Kings, the surprise team from last year, they're four and four right now. The Warriors are only six and five right now. The Dallas Mavericks are eight and two. They mm-hmm. started season four and zero, oh, and the biggest difference to this team, they are the most clutch team in the NBA. Bingo. What, what was the problem with them last year? They lost They lost more one-possession games, last-possession games, than any team in the league last year. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this this summer before the Mavericks completed all their moves before the season even started. I said, you know what? This is before the, the Rangers even went anywhere. Yeah. This was before the All-Star break. I said, the Ranger, I said, the Mavericks reminded me of the Rangers. The Rangers in 2022. Now, I didn't expect the Rangers to win the World Series. But I said, that team lost more one-run games. It was like it was hard to watch, just like the Mavericks. Last possession games, whether making a shot or getting beat by a shot, they were hard to watch. And all they needed to do was step up the defense, because that's what Jay Kidd's his whole philosophy is about defense, and get the rebounding. So they got these young guys. This is another thing. I mentioned the old Clippers, right? Golden State's an old team as well. Old. Phoenix could be considered old because KD is old. Mm-hmm. All right. And even though Book is, is somewhat young. Everybody outside of, of uh Dwight Powell and Kyrie, everybody on the Mavericks roster is on the age of 25. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Grant Williams is 24, the same age as you me. mean the kind of the guys that are in the rotation. The ones right in now. the rotation. Okay. I'm just, yeah, I'm not talking about the guys coming never coming off the bench. <laughs> I'm talking about the guys you depend on. Even uh Derek Jones Jr., airplane mode, who's starting and everybody. I what believe. the hell is he doing? This dude is he was the NBA slam dunk champ in 2020, but nobody watched it because of the pandemic. And who watched the slam dunk anyway? But this guy flies off the off, off of the ground, 
He's dunking all the time. He's shooting threes. What's, what you're watching is like, this is not the same team from last year. Mm-hmm. And Luka and Kyrie both are scoring at will. And they're not doing it at the exact same time. And both of them are locked in. And they play well together. Okay, so there's a lot of things that we went through here. Um, and look, there's definitely something to be said about the fact that closing out games is going to be a better situation for them. Um, That's the you didn't get enough games between Kyrie and Luka. And you can see that they've worked through some of these things. They've had tough conversations, as Kyrie's mentioned, in some of his media availability on what they want to do in the, some of those situations. And, of mm-hmm. course, uh, Jason Kidd is involved in that. But w- where do they go in, in these these tough situations? And then also, it's it, it goes without saying when you talk about the Mavericks, Luka Doncic is a monster when it comes to everything offensively. The things that are notable for me that have definitely helped them a good amount in the, these first 10 games they are abnormally fast. Yes, the um, pace, pace, pace. Because pace. thirty teams, thirty teams every season come in and say that they want to play faster, and very rarely do we actually see that change happen. In fact, it's happened with these Mavericks before, where they've said Jason Kidd has come out and said we want to play faster, and you look at them and they're twenty seventh at pace. As of this moment, they rank fifth in pace in the league. Wow! And I find that to be amazing. You see the dedication to getting out running, to hit you know those those hit forward passes. Particularly when you have Kyrie on the court, when you have Jace, uh, sorry, Josh Green on the court, those guys are getting out and they're running, and so I find that interesting, and I'm I'm monitoring that because you saw that start out, early, you know, high, and then it kind of fell back, and you've seen it jump up again, and that's kind of flowed with the course of the challenges of the other teams that they're playing. As we mentioned, it's been a soft schedule thus far, and the teams that have been really good, they've had some issues with. Hello, Denver Nuggets. Hello, Toronto Raptors, who I wouldn't even say are very good. The thing that for me also is defense with this mm-hmm. team. Yep, yep, and, yep. And Derek Lively seems to be a lot of the defense. Defensive rating-wise, they are Man. 23rd. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be good enough when we start talking about playing against good teams because the uh, the offense is elite, but you need your defense to be a, better than that low. I saw a number where they're 15th. Where you see so that's, I'm, that's I'm that's checking fi- basketball reference at this moment. I got you, CA. So 15th, that's actually a silver lining, is their second half defense. So okay. Jason Kidd's been making some adjustments, which I think has honestly been one of the biggest attributions to the team being good. Like you said, 23rd, 24th yeah, around there, enough. and then halftime. I mean, it's better than 24th. 28th, and they were 28th. Uh, last season. The deal about this team is they got guys who are defenders as opposed to when Jason Kidd inherited They have the more team. defenders than they had, but this is not a team that I would say oh, is inclined they're not towards finished defense. yet either. They got to make another move if they're going to go somewhere deep in the playoffs. Sure. They, have, they have one more move to make. But where I'm going with this is when Jason Kidd inherited Rick Carlisle's team, that was the most efficient offense of all time. He had to get guys to, to buy into playing defense, and they did the second half of that season, which is why they wound up at the Western Conference Finals. It wasn't the offense because they already had that. It was the buying into the zone defenses that they were using. This year, this offseason, they said, we're going to get defenders, yes. not guys who need their touches. Now, they still need somebody more bigger inside. That's where Denver ate them up. Denver's showing you why they're the, the world champions. Mm-hmm. And Toronto are a very physical, defensive-minded team, and that's where they are. They're, they're long, and they're, they're, they're all inside. That's where the Mavericks are, are missing a piece or two. But at the same time, there's a reason why he's using a lot of depth, and that's because they want to keep that, te- that pace up. You can't just have the same five or six guys if you're going to have that fast-paced offense. Defensively, it's easier to rebound when you're not fouling. It's easier to – in other words, you're not making stupid fouls. You're a better defender. These guys that they've got now are guys that say, this is what I do. 
Derek Lively says, this is what I do. Omax, who's going to be in for Max Kleber because Kleber's got a bad toe injury. This is what I do. Uh, Grant Williams, this is what I do. Grant Williams, by the way, shocking everybody hitting those threes. They never let him shoot those threes with the Celtics. So what everybody's like, wow, this looks like a completely different team. Well, if they stay healthy and if they make that one more move and we're expecting to be another defender, mm-hmm. again, there's a reason they look different and there's a reason why they're 8-2 right now. So I mean, ultimately, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. You're good. You're good. I would, I would say the Mavs, in all honesty, could have three different players win an award this season. If it if it keeps on pace for how we're going, I mean, I know the obvious one is. But MVP. I, I I think that that's kind of unfair to assume that it keeps on pace because again, your schedule thus far has been the softer portion of it, and mm-hmm. ultimately you're going to level out. Oh, hold on. Let mm-hmm. me say, let's let's talk about this schedule. Yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. You're talking about the team's records, right? This no, is, I'm talking about the quality of play. But sure. At the same time, they have a very difficult schedule because ten of their first sixteen games are on the road. These guys are coming out of a suitcase, and they're still 8-2. and two. The second half of the season, in March and April, when they will have a whole lot of home games, sure. is when the schedule will be in their favor. Right now, I'm, like, shocked that they're 8-2. and two. I would think they would have more of a, a of a record like Golden State, 6-5, and five, mm-hmm. because of this. I mean, this is a crazy – like, every other game is a, home, is a road game. It's, it's insane. Home, road, home, road. It hadn't happened like that except for 1982 with the Mavericks. And I mean, it's worth giving them their credit for being eight and two, whether or not you're playing, you know, teams that are whatever softer schedule, whatever words you want to use. You still have to go out and win the games, and they have. But ultimately, when we're talking about top four team, mm-hmm. I'm not willing to say that yet. Particularly if we're looking at where we project them being towards the end of the season. But I am higher on them. So than who where are we the came four the teams season. in front of them? Uh, when we talk for? about, we're the, talking just West or overall? Because we are talking the about the West. Just right West, now. okay. Um, if we're talking about the West, obviously we can talk about the. Because you the don't project champion. the Mavericks to be the top four. I not as of right now, not as of right now. So I, who are your f- top four for? Even though, like I said, the Mavericks have not been not top four. Certainly. They've always been the top four this whole season. Yes, absolutely. So who are your top? When four? we talk about the record, <laughs> but when I'm talking about these teams, I still obviously who are the, the Nuggets top best teams. That I'm you giving like? to you. I'm still going with the Phoenix Suns. I think that they will figure things out. This is a team that has a lot of one. They've had a lot of injuries, and two. They need to put these things together. Um, I'm interested in the Pelicans, but obviously you just played the Pelicans really well. That's that's a team that's really disheveled as of right now. The Oklahoma City Thunder have figured some things out, mm-hmm. and they are just now integrating Chet Holmgren. So you give them a season, and I think that that's going to be problematic. And Shea, obviously you see what Shea has, and they have a lot of depth. MVP candidate. And if we're starting to project out the idea of what additions can be made, they have so much capital to go and make those moves to maybe condense some of those younger players into more veterans that can help them. So that's those are what three teams I would not look I would not overlook the Warriors and I still think the Kings are an incredible team. So I think that all those teams factor in and I put them in that same place. But I again I coming into the season I was looking at the Mavs as definitely sitting in that seven through ten range of probably having to play their way in. Now I'm looking at them as around the top of that if not above that in that top six situation where you do not have to play your way in. And I think that's a, a, a testament to what they've done thus far. And especially if you can see development from Derek Lively, mm-hmm. that's where it grows. Do I do I think this pace is going to keep up? Probably not. Do I think they're going to be the number two seed? And I think regular, seed, regular season standings and power rankings or how well you're going to do in the playoffs are two different things. I'll tell you right now, the Suns, not worried about them. Not at all. No bench. Players got no cohesion. Players in and out of the lineup. Best abilities, availability. And Bradley Beal's out one game. Kevin Durant the next. So I'm 
on honestly they and Booker Ma- too this year. I'm shocked. Booker been out every other game. I don't know if he's even played more than one game. Mm-hmm. Mavs Suns play a seven game series tomorrow, or even in three months from now. I got I put my money on the Mavs. The only team that scares me in the Western Conference is the Denver Nuggets because yep. they have a big that can dominate down low. Mm-hmm. They have two guards that know what they're doing on the wing, and then they have Michael Porter Jr. that will shoot at will. Mm-hmm. Timberwolves don't scare me. Rockets young, Thunder young. Warriors is just Steph out there running for his life. I mean, their second highest scorer is Clay Thompson averaging 16, and then it's Kaminga averaging 12. I mean, it's been the Steph show. He's doing great at his at his old age, but I mean, yeah, that's an old team. We're not giving out pity points right now. This isn't Pop Warner. I mean, mm-hmm. the only teams I really see compete. I think the Lakers will turn it up in the later season. I believe the Kings will turn it up, but I mean, I think it's the Mavericks to lose. Do I think they'll keep up this pace? Probably not, but I think they'll be right in that playoff push for a top four team. The teams I look at are the, the, the Mavericks have to look out for, and again, I look at the Mavericks. I, I predict the fourth season, top six. You know, I, I figure it's six or five. The Nuggets, of course. I am not sleeping at all on Oklahoma City. I think, boy, that team right there is a team to watch out for. And I'm also looking at, you know, um, I'm looking at, at the, the Kings to be good again. As well, I don't think last year was a fluke, you know. So I'm looking at the Nuggets, the Kings, Oklahoma City, and I might put in, I just might put in the Suns. But I'm like you, I don't trust their health. I just don't trust their health. It's like I don't trust the health of the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, health is, is and everything. I look at the Phoenix Suns and the Mavericks, you can flip them because I look at the Mavericks as being healthy. So you go. You guys are in on the Mavs being a top four seed. I'm not Until quite they fall there, out. but of course, ultimately you play the games, and yep. they'll get back on the floor uh, tomorrow, won't they? As they reface the Pelicans again, an uh, unusual two games, not in a row, but two games and three nights in one same city in, in New Orleans. In season tournament game for yep. that one, and of course, we'll be back tomorrow night. And we'll we'll talk about that game as it happens on 105.3 The Fan. But coming up next, we go around the NFL where the Jets refuse to change their team. And the Broncos did this. We'll talk about it next on 105.3 The Fan. It's the get right on 105.3 The Fan, your home of the Dallas Cowboys and the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Reginald Datatula, Chris Arnold sitting there with me. Got you down. As, long, as well as Blake Elliott, the fan phenom. I'm still here. <laughs> what, you thought we were going to throw you out after two Didn't segments? get thrown out after two seconds. There you go. Good job. Well yes. done. We're just going to keep piling up segments where you don't get thrown out like Jazz or the Fresh Prince. Very good. Appreciate you, Chris Strong, on the ones and twos. Oh. But we will make him do rookie things. Oh. I've I've never subscribed to that necessarily. I don't I don't need I don't need people he carrying my it. stuff. He offered it, and that's yeah. nice. That's I'm nice. Carrying suitcases and snacks. Yeah, that's that's more of an NFL thing, and we'll <laughs> we'll do that as we go around the NFL, Chris. Um, right now, Monday Night Football, the score is an odd one, fifteen to eight in favor of the Denver Broncos. Josh Allen, nine of 15, 86 yards. A touchdown, but two interceptions. One of those was not a good one, mind you. The first one, not really his fault. Second, can't really say the same. Um, on the truckwreck.com text line, we had someone ask, is Denver back or is just, just uh, does Josh Allen suck? And Both. Could no. be. Could be. <laughs> um, the Denver defense hasn't looked bad thus far, which can't really say for the entirety of the season. It's really been an offense-led uh, proposition in Denver, which isn't necessarily something that I anticipated. Uh, however, yeah, Josh Allen has had some struggles, has a rough, rough go of it this year. And so you're seeing that on what we all kind of anticipated would be the third of a of a really weak weekend of primetime NFL games. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of living up to that. Yeah. And meanwhile, Russell Wilson, 
uh, Mr. Unlimited, 12 out of 14, 115 yards. I mean, can we get some flexing going on? Can we not? The commissioner, I know he can do some pull. You got to see these games weeks in <laughs> advance. Say, oh, my God, I have Jets, Raiders, and Broncos, Bills, and both of these teams are floating around 500. We're going to move some people around. At least get some exciting offenses in there. I think that's the main thing when you're watching a standalone game. You don't want to fall asleep. And both of these games have been quite the snooze fest. ESPN and Amazon Prime want their money's worth, right? <laughs> Oh, they're losing want their subscribers. Money back, <laughs> um, but as we continue around the NFL, uh, we go to the New York Jets, who, you know, the likes of the defense. I keep looking at this team and I see the, was it 2017 Jacksonville Jaguars, where it was all defense, bad offense, and the defenders were looking around like, yo, carry your weight. Um, and we've seen that. However, head coach Robert Sala believes in his quarterback still as the Jets have gone 11 straight quarters without a touchdown. But Sala says he will not change his quarterback. Quote, it's hard to make changes just to make changes, just to pacify, to pacify something, especially when somebody is not deserving of that. If he was deserving, I gotcha, let's change something. That's always the case for every position. He's sticking with Zach Wilson. How Y'all feel like y'all would stick with Zach Wilson as well? Well, Here's the deal. Last year, Zach Wilson didn't know what the hell was going on. He was very cocky and out of it. Put it like this. He was unaware of himself. The whole locker room hated him. (laughs) Right now, Aaron Rodgers has actually put some confidence in him. I think Aaron Rodgers is telling him, just be solid until I get back. Don't let this season crash. Let the defense carry you. Don't do things. In other words, just hold it down till I get back. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, thinks he's going to be playing the last part of the season. I don't believe it until it happens, but that's the difference between this year and last year. Yeah, along those lines, Aaron Rodgers says that he's targeting mid-December oh for his return from Achilles uh, surgery. So um, he tore his week in week one, as you'll remember, about four plays into the football game. And so it's it would be incredibly expedited to for him to get back, but he's been walking without crutches and throwing without crutches thus far. Um, and I guess the idea, the date that it seems like has been centered, or sorry, circled, uh, December seventeenth, Jets visiting Miami in Week fifteen. But yeah, on the Pat McAfee show, he's repeatedly said that he's insisting that he is ahead of schedule while downplaying the certainty of his availability in coming weeks. He's been putting uh, bat blood, the bats <laughs> that he found in the cave on his uh, Achilles and. Healing himself. He's doing all kinds of interesting things. I wonder if the NFL is going to be like, hey, we're going to do a little, we're going to do a little testing. As long as you don't fail the test. Long as you don't fail the test. I mean, it's medicinal. Zach Wilson, I mean, he's trucking along. I think that's the best way to put it. He's not playing as bad as he did last year. He's not playing like an MVP, but I agree with Salah. Who are you going to replace him with midseason that knows the playbook? Confidence is the biggest thing. And I think he's doing all right. No, all right. They they passed on uh, Carson Wentz, by the way. Uh, yeah, I would. I would have, too. I would have done. Yeah, you would have taken Wentz. No. Oh yeah, I would no, have no, passed no. as well. I think Wentz has the yips. It started out with his injuries, and then it's like, ever since, ever since uh, Big Nick Magic, and then <laughs> Jalen Hurts <laughs> nice. took his job, he ain't had it, man. And it's the yips. Now, uh, th- Thursday night football is actually a good primetime game. We're getting Bengals Ravens. However, T Higgins is expected to miss the game. Uh, he's unlikely to play Thursday night against the Baltimore's due to his hamstring injury. Um, so this would be the third missed game for the um, for the 24-year-old who has 27 receptions for 328 yards this season. Y'all view that as any level of problem when we talk about Bengals, Ravens? 
Um, I one first of all, that's going to be a great game. I mean, the Ravens going to be coming oh, back off yeah. a loss. They just lost a heartbreaker to the Browns, and then also the Bengals just lost a heartbreaker to the Texans. If I had to choose right now, who's going to win that game? You have to figure out tomorrow. I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> the Bengals are looking. Nobody nice. asked you. Asked yourself the question and then refused to answer. That's, that's hilarious. That's how you have to do it, man. I mean, there's <laughs> there's no one here. Other than you two. <laughs> and Chris. Um, Chris. But the Bengals look good. I think even without T. Higgins, they're still a high-flowing offense. We saw that against the Texans. They can still put up points, but they're playing a stout Baltimore D. It's going to be a hard one. I think Jamar Chase just needs to change his sleep number. Okay. Look, man. That was a joke. Sim- simple solution. Y'all seen the commercial. I think you should give it a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, at this point, see? See go what purple. happens. Uh, <laughs> real quick, as we go around the NFL, uh, the Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson is undergoing an MRI for his left ankle after they won against uh, the aforementioned Baltimore Ravens 33-31. to um, That really stinks for that man who seemed to deal with all the injuries under the sun. Um, tough for the Browns, but I, I guess at that point, they're not really depending on their defense, or on their offense, rather. Their defense seems to be running the show in that, but it did seem like he was starting to figure some some things out, getting back to some level of Here's good quarterback so play. He's suddenly being he wasn't getting injured like that when he had a massage therapist. But now oh, right. Okay. Right. There we go. I mean look, we all knew that was where Chris was going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and real quick before we go, the Rams are expecting Matthew Stafford to be back starting against the Seahawks. Good timing as they play one of the better yeah. teams in the NFC His West. Fingers better. There you mm-hmm. go. That's that's how we go around the NFL right here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, uh, your Cowboys got a victory at home versus the New York Giants, 49-17. to But obviously on a Victory Monday, there's still some things that you want to maybe, you know, talk bad about. Let's get a little Victory Monday nitpick. What are the things that you did not appreciate oh, from the big go. win of the, on the Cowboys? Here we'll we talk go. about it next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.